Hi, this is Des, and you're listening to Delving with Des podcast. Hi, this is Delving with Des, and we're so delighted to have with us today Jenny Tai. I had a, a bit of a struggle saying her name because it's not T I E, it's T I G N E. Is that correct? T-I-G-H-E. Itchy. There you go. It's even harder than I thought. <laughs> so we've got Jenny with us today, who is the president of Port. a women's shed, Port Macquarie Women's yeah. Shed. And it's really interesting because most people who listen to the show will have heard of men's shed, and men's shed's popular right around the world, but I'd never heard about women's shed. And so this is going to be a great opportunity to find out what they do, why they do it, and so forth. But let's get to know Jenny a little bit better to start with. Jenny, tell us about where you grew up and your background. Because you've got some interesting stuff that you've gone through. Uh, Yes, well, my background's in hospitality. My parents uh, bought hotels when I was about 12 and we moved to the country from Sydney. Um, My dad was an ex-football player and my mum... Rugby league. Rugby league. Rugby league, yeah. See, I'm a soccer fan, so I went to go, yeah. Well, he was a first grade player. Oh, wow. Played for Balmain and Manly and had a few other... um, Well, played for Manly, oh dear. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, and he met my mum. He was actually paid to go to uh, a place called Young in the Riverina. Yeah, yeah. One of the first players to get paid to go up there and play for the Mar Cup. And he met my mum up there and then they moved back to Sydney eventually and he played for Manly and whatever yeah. until he had an accident with his knee and then couldn't play anymore. So, Yeah, yes. that's one of the curses of playing rugby league, I guess, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yeah. So eventually he worked for the PMG and uh, Telstra, which is Telstra. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they both worked very, very hard, but then they decided the uh, only way to make any money was to buy a business. So... They had a good friend, um, Arthur Laundy Senior, who... That uh, name is familiar. Yes, there know. is Arthur Laundy Junior now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's just probably 80, name. but he's, yeah. his dad was um, from Balmain, a good friend of the family. Yeah. So uh, he had the twin willows at, at um, Bass Hill. Oh, right, right. So, uh, yeah, he helped mum and dad... Um, Get into the hotel. I've driven past that pub so many times. Yeah, yeah there yeah, you go. The yeah. interesting connection. Yeah, yeah. So we used to go out there and visit them and whatever at the time. And uh, so yes, yeah, so, so that was how they got started and ended up um, buying their first hotel at Candos, um, and were there for a few years. And, and Candos is out near Mudgee. Yeah, uh, Mudgee, cement right. town. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and when we talked off air before we came on air, and we, and I asked why you. You know, go out there to buy a pub. Why would you buy a pub where there's very few people? And your answer was, you can't remember. The answer no, was, no. but you can buy it cheap. Right? Oh yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Well, that was yeah. My parents. I actually don't know how much they paid for the hotel when yeah. they bought the first one at Candos, but they worked very hard. Yeah. Um, it was you know hard life. You know, mm. long hours. Yeah. Um, at those days, well, actually, one of the saving graces for them was when they bought the hotel. Uh, the town had just got a contract for a sewer to go through. Oh. And so 78 or 80 uh, Irish guys came to the town. Oh, that would have improved the town, wouldn't it? It would. (laughs) (laughs) They had the contract to put the sewer in, and so they were there for a couple of years doing the sewer. And stayed at the pub. They stayed at the pub? Yes, they did. Yeah, wow. There was only two pubs, so they only had two choices or (laughs) go and rent a place or something. But So, yes, they stayed at the hotel. <clears throat> Sorry, and 
Yeah, so things picked up enormously. Plus, we had you know the old fashioned dining rooms where they had they actually had yeah. their three meals a day. Oh, okay, you know, yeah, um, as well. So they you know lunch and dinner and the, the soup and the roast and the sweets and stuff. Oh, and, fantastic! Yes, yeah. um, because Australia is known for that sort of hospitality, isn't it? No yes. pub and the, yeah. the roast dinners and all that sort of that's stuff. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. So yes, I think you know it was a um, it was great for mum and dad because they made a lot of money because they liked to drink as well. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> drinking the profits not such a good idea. I mean, the Irishman, not mum and dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So anyway, we stayed there for a couple of years, and I met my husband there. And, oh right. Um, eventually got married, and anyway, they mum and dad sold the hotel. Yeah. Uh, then they bought a hotel in Newtown, uh, which was the Milton. Um, and that's at the centre of Newtown in Sydney. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was uh, another learning experience. It was before Newtown was trendy, though. Yeah. Was um, it? What was the difference between the two types of hotels? You see, you've got, got a country hotel as opposed to a city hotel. What's the difference? I think freedom was one because, you know, myself and my sisters, only two of us, we could do whatever we wanted, really. Um, yeah, right. And I guess responsibility, like I was actually, you know, sort of helping run the pub at 16 oh, or right. whatever, you know, doing shifts if, or closing up and yeah. um, so you grew up fast. Yes. But in the country town, everyone knows you and yes. I can remember, you know. You can't get away with anything. Can't get away with anything. <laughs> I remember my first date sneaking to the movies to meet my future husband. Yeah. And before the movie came out, the police had been round to the hotel to tell my parents I was at the movies with him. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, dear. Was that a problem with him or was it a problem with being Well, it was at the a movies? problem, but he was older than me. Oh, and, uh, yeah, okay, So right. that was the problem. Oh, but, right, okay. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so, look, that's the thing. They're all, they all know your business yes, and, you yes. know, it's just small town yeah, thinking, yeah. I guess, you know. Cool. But, yeah, so they did make money and then they moved on to other pubs and stuff. And eventually we bought in Homebush. Yeah. And stayed there for 21 years. In wow. Yeah. Wow, that's a long time. Yes. And the Homebush, of course, would have changed so much. Yes. You know, I can remember Homebush when I came to Australia in 81, and Homebush now is so totally different. Oh, um, yeah. There's just so many high-rise buildings and yeah. as well. Yeah. And yeah. the Olympic Stadium. Of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I can remember when they built the swimming centre. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it was just such a big thing, you know, and yeah. everything. But uh, even in 93, we had the announcement for the Olympics. Yes. Which was one of the best days of our lives, really, because yeah. um, the night before, I said to my dad, do you think we should open in the morning? Because some of my friends and the locals had all said, oh, we should open. It was 3 o'clock in the morning, the announcement was coming yeah. on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, so he said, oh, no one will come, you know. And I said, well, I said at least 10 of my friends are coming and we can tell people whatever. So he said, okay, we'll, we'll get up. So we, we weren't really prepared. It was a sudden yeah. decision the night before. And we opened up at 2 o'clock and, wow. uh, you know, I had enough bacon and eggs. We were going to cook in the bistro, bake yeah. egg rolls and things. And, and, of course, next minute the announcement was the winner is Sydney. Yes. And uh, the whole pub erupted. We had all the guys working down at the Olympic Stadium all come up, people on Paramount Road. Wow. The pub was just packed. Wow. And that, it was well, that was a good day. The best day ever. You yeah. Know, like, um, yeah. We just we were flat out. But yeah. Um, 
it's a bit of stress, but it was fantastic. You know, people were just so overjoyed and we couldn't wait for the year 2000 for the yeah, Olympics yeah, yeah. to come. You know? Actually, in that day, 1993, I was working for NRMA. I was head of, head of technology at NRMA. And, and so I had my whole team down a circular key, the big screen. And when they announced it, I took my whole team and about four or five bottles of champagne and we went to Manly and back right. just to celebrate. It was amazing. Yes. An amazing day. It yeah. was a great day. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I that was a wonderful experience for yeah. us. Yeah. But you were at Homebush for 21 years. 21 years. Wow. Yes, it was a big – and look, it was a great pub. My, my yeah. parents were great um, – you know, publicans, yeah. um, you know, it was like a country pub in the city because they were both were sort of that type of person and uh, friendly. And I guess they learned that that um, personality of a country pub mm. and bringing it into a city pub. Yes. It would be so unusual yes. for people. Yeah, I get yeah. that. Yeah, And there is a few still like it. Like I, I know some publicans that are the same sort of, yeah. the same style. But, like, because everyone used to sit around the bar and, of course, you could drink and smoke at the bar and everyone yeah, would yeah, talk to you, right. whereas sometimes now you walk into a strange place and everyone stares at you and yeah, want yeah. to know what you're up to. But, but it's not true about life in general. You know, I mean, days ago, years ago, you know, if you were in, walking through Sydney, people would say hello or whatever. Yes, yeah. Whereas they only do that in, in little towns now. Yes, yeah. You know, or so they maybe, wave the finger as you're driving past. Oh, yeah, know, yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, that's think you doing. know them. That's fantastic. <laughs> now, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to talk about how Jenny ended up coming to Port Macquarie. We'll be back shortly. Thank you. You're listening to Delving with Des. Hi, we're back with Delving with Des, and I have Jenny Tai with me. And Jenny is the president of Women's Shed in Port Macquarie. It's amazing. And, and most, most of the people who will be listening probably don't even realise that there's a Women's Shed group. And, and Jenny was telling me that in Facebook they have like 2,500 people looking to get involved in Women's Shed. That's absolutely amazing. But before we go there, let's talk about your journey from running this pub in Sydney to ended up in Port Macquarie. You were married, you had kids. How did that happen? Right. So, well, we ended up, um, I bought my own pubs as well after mum and dad sold Homebush. Um, got married, got divorced, um, did all the usual things yeah. and then um, was living in Sydney quite happily, yeah. doing um, uh, training, hospitality and business Yeah, and went into event management thinking I was going to start doing events in Sydney. Oh, that wow. was my plan. Yeah. Um, and finished my courses and everything and then all of a sudden uh, we sort of thought the real estate boom was going to maybe finish in Sydney and... It's sort of up and down, it up was, and down. Yes, and it, it was really at the peak yeah. at that stage yeah. um, about 10 years ago mm. or something. And anyway, the end. In, my daughter was married and she decided uh, her property was going up and she was thinking of moving up north for her husband's work. And anyway, we had a sort of a family meeting. I went to my other daughter and said to you, would you be interested in moving up to Port Macquarie? And so we ended up, we came up and had a look and we all said, yeah, yeah, it's lovely up here, we'll we'll all move up. So we ended up as a group um, moving up, buying property and um, settling down up here. 
Um, eventually, uh, some of their neighbours moved up, and some of our family moved up. And you guys we, are taking it. You are you count for the boom in Port Macquarie <laughs> single-handedly. <laughs> I think half of Sydney lives here, actually. <laughs> but um, yes, my ex-husband and his partner have moved up wow, as well. Wow! So I thought all, you were trying to get away from them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're one big happy family. Ah, uh, cool. Uh, cool. Yeah, so we've got the six grandchildren now as well. Wow! So oh, great. It's all great. Yeah, You're very great blessed place. to have all your grandkids around you. Yes. I mean, I've got one uh, in Brisbane and I've got five in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, so I, um, next week I'm going over there to see them. Right. But yeah, you don't get to see them so often, so no. you're very blessed Oh, look, that I'm way. very lucky, yeah. very grateful for everything yeah. I've got, I must say. And, and yeah. the kids are fantastic. They keep you young and on Yeah, your toes, that's whatever. exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So here you were in Port Macquarie. Were you working at the time? or I did you? some training uh, yeah. as well, teaching hospitality uh, in Kempsey and in Port Macquarie. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, around that time, then after a couple of years of um, births of, you know, the other grandchildren and, and whatever, my mum got sick and uh. Uh, so I spent started going down to Sydney to help uh, mum and yeah. take her. She was having chemotherapy and stuff, uh. radiation, and uh, eventually passed away. So mm. by the time, you know, we did all the, that sort of, you yeah. know, finalised everything with her estate and everything, um, I just came up and I just um, had I had been part of the women's shed before Mum got sick, but then took I was a sort of missing in action for a while when all yeah. this was when I was spent a lot of time in Sydney, and um, also a lot of time with one of my daughter's children was sick with Hirschsprung's uh, disease, so we were she was in and out of hospital with her, so I was mining mm, children a lot. Yeah, but eventually. Um, when I just moved, it's t- after Mum passed away and we settled everything. I just um, didn't really look for work at that stage. Yeah. Just sort of went into the women's shed and. So tell me how the women's shed in Port Macquarie formed. Uh, you weren't we were involved in that, or how did it all come about? So it came about with um, a lady called Claire Welsh. She put yeah. an ad in in the paper asking for like-minded women who were interested in woodworking. What does like-minded women mean? Uh, well, people who wanted to learn to use a drill uh, or oh, right, make okay. something with wood. Hang on, that's men's domain. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing that for. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm Don't. joking. Those who are listening. <laughs> I think we well for me. I wanted originally. I my thoughts were to build a cubby house for the grandchildren. Great ambition, yeah. Yes, yeah. but it didn't happen. I managed to do a mud kitchen, but that was about uh, it as far right, as I okay. got, uh, you know, with building that sort of thing. But the so Claire put an ad in the paper, and there was probably sixty people turned up. So what at was the her school. motivation? Was it? Just to help women learn basic skills, or I think was so. It, yes, or, or I maybe think mental. Time, I mental don't think thing? at the time it was probably mental. I think uh, it was just just to get them to do skills. skills to learn. Because the you skills. think of women together. I've got a good friend in Brisbane who may listen to this, and she and she'll not mind me saying that she is in this retirement village, and she does crochet, and she yeah. has all these women. Who come together to do crochet, yes. and so I mean, more power to them. It's not something I would do, but you know, but yes. for women to go into this sort of yes. sphere, yeah. you know, invading the men's space, so to speak, <laughs> uh, I think it's great that women learn those skills. It, I think is. it really is. It I mean, is. They, they can be independent. You know, if they lose their husband, they still can do all those exactly those sort of things. Yes. That's really yeah. important. And if you don't have someone handy, like a son-in-law or an ex-partner, yeah. or someone to yeah. do it. To even just to drill something in the wall, it's yeah. very hard if you don't know how to use the drill. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but it's not hard to use a drill. 
Well, I, sometimes I have. I, do. <laughs> <laughs> I get my son-in-law over, and he says, "What are you doing at the women's shed?" And I'm still, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but um, so Claire had the vision anyway that everyone would try yeah. and learn the skills of doing some woodwork. Had and she done that before? Somewhere no, her else background or? was nursing, actually. She was a nurse. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing that she, you know, being a nurse and those skills and saying, "Oh, I want to help women." You know, learn how to use a saw, yes. for example. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Wow. And what a she, she approached the um, Eastport High School. Yeah. And they allowed us to go there on a Sunday, and one of the teachers was uh, volunteering to help us learn yeah. in the woodworking. Room and there were that they 60 had. women at that point. Yes, I think there would be at least 60. Wow. And we had to take turns using the woodworking room while others. Ah. Um, Took apart pallets so that we could use the pallets for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so that continued for quite a while. So when would that have been? What would, year would that have uh, been? Eight years ago. Oh, so okay. I think seven, uh, sorry, 15, October yeah. 15, nine, yeah. 2015 it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So a long time ago. Yeah. And it's taken us a long time to get to where we are now. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So t- t- tell us more about what, um, what the, the women's shed is all about. Right. Well, besides learning the skills, so it has evolved over the years because we yeah. did get more women, as you mentioned, doing crochet, yeah. coming along, um, knitting and sewing, uh, and we we've moved six times to different places. We've never had a permanent wow. place. Wow. And so we've had to like rent places, or we've had um, people's garages that we've used, or studios, um, granny flats. The amazing um, thing about that is that you have a core group of women who are committed to it and will find whatever means they can yes. to, you know, to find, you know, a shed, to find a garage, to find, you know, a granny flat, to find whatever it is to That's enable you to do what you do. That's I right. think it's so admirable. Yeah. And you know, there's, there's not many other areas of the community where they would, you know, are, would be so committed yes, to yeah, doing that, Yeah, you know. And yeah. we've had, like, um, other people like... Um, uh, men who've helped us, like they've got a shed and we've been able, not the men's shed, this is yeah, a, yeah. a single person. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Cole, our friend Cole Bestling, he yeah. uh, has allowed us to go over there when we haven't had a place to work and taught us um, different things. Yeah. No, I can't think. Well, like we've made jigsaws and things out of yeah. wood that he's helped us learn. Yeah. Uh, so while we haven't had places, we've also rented the Lions Club for yeah. several years until yeah. the last few months we've... Uh, stopped leasing it because we're trying to save money and we thought yeah. we'd be in our shed faster than we are. But so, so we're going to take another little break yep. and then we're going to come back and talk about, I guess, the role of Women's Shed and what the what, how that all looks, but also talk about the struggles you've had in terms of finding a location and getting funding. So we're going to be back shortly with Jenny Tai. Thank you. You're listening to Delving with Des. You're back with Delving with Des, and today we have Jenny Tai with us. We're having a great conversation about women's shed. And I know, I mean, I, I'm just amazed at women's shed and the involvement and what these ladies do. It's absolutely incredible. But um, let's talk about the struggles that women's shed has had in terms of finding a location. Because it's very, I mean, it's easy to, not easy, it's uh, easier 
to run something like that when you have a set location being exactly. planned or I mean it's a bit like church in some ways in the sense that if you don't have your own location you have to set it up every time pack it down every time and you'd be doing the same thing exactly. I'm guessing yes yeah. well even for when we were leasing the Lions Club we would have to take sewing machines and cart yeah. everything with us yeah. Uh, yeah we'd do beeswax wraps or something we'd have to take wow. things to melt the beeswax and, and have the irons and so what did you do with beeswax we they they actually use beeswax instead of using glad wrap. You can make fold oh. a sandwich in in a cotton fabric and you put the beeswax on it. You melt it onto it. Oh, and you use that for keeping things fresh. Oh, I never ever heard of that before. That's yeah. amazing. I've learned something new today. That's yes, good. Yeah, it's really good. So things like that, we'd have to bring everything, as you said. Yeah, so, yeah. And it's hard for the older people to cart sewing machines and. Whatever, yeah. not so bad if you're crocheting, but we do do crocheting. Yeah, well, that's right. You sort well. of have a little bag with all your stuff in it, don't you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but but certainly all the woodwork and all the other stuff that you're doing to have to set that up every time is yes. crazy. Well, we sort of had to cease after we got um, we the last yeah. place we were at Yippin Clarique at someone's back in the backyard in the garage. Yeah. And neighbours complained about the noise. So we actually haven't had a proper oh. place for probably two years to do the woodwork. Oh, dear. So we've dear. been to um, – well, eight, we've done workshops with our friend Cole, but yeah. um, we haven't really – So you have all much. this latent demand sitting there waiting yes, with screwdrivers in hand ready to start yeah. doing stuff. We have had our all our tools in storage um, oh, in a wow. container. Wow. For the last 18 months or something. Wow. And waiting. So they've actually come out of the container a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but now we have to, you know, get them all fixed up, ready to start being used again. So tell me about the process of, I mean, that's where you were. Tell me about um, how you found the location that you're building right. right now. Let's go through that journey. Okay. So we were looking for a long time and the past presidents and committees have, you know, approached, even approached the men's shed. All oh, right. Uh, in Port Macquarie. Yeah. And the men's shed just said, no way, you're not coming with us, you know. Or they, so, so some men's sheds, uh, I believe, and Armadale for one, would allow the women to come two days a week or something and use their stuff and right, work right. with them oh. and teach them. But, but <laughs> oh dear. they're not happy here. Oh, well, they weren't happy is. here. I don't know. I think yeah. they, didn't, they said, well, I think one of the quotes I did um, here was they started it to get away from women so they weren't. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. But I mean, that's a very negative response, yes. I guess, a and very it's a old year, response. Years ago, but you know, yeah. it might have changed. They yeah. might, uh, might have changed now. Now they've got their beautiful big building. Well, um, I mean, if if somebody from Men's Shed is listening to this, please take it back to your committee. <laughs> that is no way to treat women who want to learn new skills. Yes. So, I mean, it, let me just say that right up front. Yeah. That's not acceptable behaviour. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's too late now because we have our own shed. Yeah, well, you're working on yes, that. That's correct. That's so tell right. me so, how that came about. So we... We would have approached lots of places, you know, to try and find a shed and in the end we realised we, we had to find our own mm. and build our own. And one day we do go to lunch every month. So we were at the Hibbard Sports Club for lunch and um, just happened to be at the bar ordering a drink and I mentioned to – I didn't know the manager it was the time. Yeah. And I said to him, we're from the women's shed in Port Macquarie and we're looking for a shed. I don't know if you've got any space here because it's it's a big property. Yeah. And he actually said, oh, we might have, which was the first positive thing we'd heard for yeah, years. wow. And so he rang the owner and spoke to the owner and they came back and said, yep, yeah, you can, you know, let's negotiate and whatever. 
And so it was a little bit of negotiating because, yeah. you know, they wanted more money than we could afford because yeah, we yeah. are a non-profit organisation yes, yes. and we have to raise everything. Yeah. Um, so we've agreed with um, leasing the land and we build the shed. So in terms of um, the day-to-day running, once you're up and running, right, so you've got all these women who are going to be doing woodwork and uh, crochet yep. and all those sort of things. Yep. Do they give a donation every time they go? So yes. they'd give five bucks or something or that's, whatever yes. it is. Yep. And so if you get 60 uh, by 50, that's about three grand. Yeah. You know, so you, We've you got a lot of things to work out because we yeah. haven't had a shed yet. Yeah, that, yeah. Wow. So what we've done in the past is just covered our cost. Yeah. Say if we did a cheese board resin workshop, yeah. it would only cost us like $25 each or something yeah, to, yeah, make, yeah. to do it. Yeah. Um, but we have to work out how we're going to run the shed yeah. when it's open yeah. because we we haven't had that happen before. We we all have members at seventy five dollars for a normal membership for oh, a right. year, That's annual year, yeah, yes. And the, so the workshops might go up, yeah. yeah but at the moment, yeah. because we need to, money, yeah, yeah, uh, no, no, get and it. then yeah. you know we'll have to, so it could be twenty dollars, it could be five dollars. Yeah, the, but we, we always tried to keep it minimal so that for people sure. could afford to come. No, oh, for sure. And uh, but we've got three sections in the shed. So mainly the first one is the biggest one, and that is all our woodworking stuff. Oh, great! You're doing that. That's yes. Great. That's the fantastic. middle one is the bathroom, which took up a bit of space. Yeah. And yeah. sinks. So if we want to do some painting or oh, right. garden stuff, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, anything like that. So that would be also for like uh, jigsaw things or something oh, to do okay. with the tables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a table, and then the third part is a kitchenette with. Our would we would have our sewing machines and things oh, there right, okay. and, and TV and hopefully we can watch YouTube videos. Oh, and okay. Do macrame yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, lots yeah. Of oh, like great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've had guest speakers in the past as well. We've had lots of different things and we do like do work for charity. Yeah. Um, one of the things we are starting to do is we've had a, an association with tender funerals. Oh. And so, so you're helping to bury people, is that what you're saying? We're going to help build the coffins. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm so, not sure how to view that in a positive river. Well, but look, but I, I guess it makes it cheaper for people, does it? Is that? Yes. Their yeah. average cost for their funerals is three to four thousand, which yeah. is a great saving if you. And, and it's a. We've been out there and had a tour. Um, it's a great place, the, the um, tender funerals at Warhope. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so what we want to do, and we've talked to them about it, is to build, which is a bit sad, but it's a necessary thing, um, to build baby coffins and children's coffins, oh, you know. Yeah. So Yeah, it's a, it is a necessary thing. And, yeah. like, one of the things that we have discussed at the shed, like we can only make so many tool caddies or picture frames. Yes. We need to learn yes. our skills and keep making things yes. that we can either sell or donate. Yes. So yes. at least if we're making stuff, yeah. we can keep yeah. our skills up and, you know, we can sell the things or donate them, you know. Wow. I mean, that's a major project in itself, just doing, Yes. you know, yes. because people don't want a, a, a ill-fitting coffin or something. So you, it needs to be made right, as guess is what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, that's an amazing arrangement. Yes. That's yeah. really cool. So like they're that. looking forward to us getting started yeah. so that we can help them as well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a great idea. Yeah. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I that's think. good. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it is, it's sad, but good. Yeah. yeah. So tell me about the, the, the process you've gone through in terms of getting, your, getting this new location. Right. So, well, we, we after we got everything approved, we got the DA in our development yeah. application and, um, you know, get our architects involved and all that stuff. Um, uh so we've got a shed that's now 20 metres by 9 metres, which is wow, very big. Wow, that's big. That's a big, big shed, um, yeah. And it's right next to the Hydro Golf part of the club there. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we've had a big, long process. We've, we yeah. applied for grants. Um, we got a grant from the former Premier, Gladys Berichiklian, and yeah. um, they gave us 16000 for our concrete slab. Wow. Um, along with Leslie Williams. Yeah. And the... Unfortunately, the slab doubled in price. It went up to oh. like thirty six or something. Oh. But um, once we got our construction certificate, which was a bit of a nightmare, the the shed um, price went probably doubled than what we expected. So we had raised money ourselves, but we also got a grant from the community um, fund regional funding, yeah. which was ninety three thousand. But we did apply for one hundred and fifteen, so we're twenty two short uh. for that. But we're still, you know, plodding along. We're short of money, yeah. desperately short of money, and our trades are wanting to be paid, some of them. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, hopefully okay. it'll improve. We're going to take another short break, and then we're going to be back again with Jenny Tai from Women's Shed. Thank you. You're listening to Delving with Des. Hi, we're back with Devin with Des, and we have Jenny Tai with us. We're having a great conversation about women's shed, and we were talking about the the land that's been given to them to use, and I guess you have to pay for that too. But uh, but the process of going through and building this shed, so at some point in the near future, actually can be used by women. You know, yes. seven days a week, three sixty-five days a year, even yes. uh, to help women do what they do, do what they do. Let's talk about the financial side of it for a minute, because you know you're a charity. You're uh, you don't have access to funds necessarily. Yep. The women have to give in themselves. But I just want to reach out to men who are in business in town who maybe have some spare cash, and you know see the value in helping the women's shed, you know, help women learn new skills, help their confidence, help them you know, do life better through going and being involved in women's shed. So talk about the financial side. What does the women's shed need right now? Uh, well, we do need money. We are short yeah. of money to finish. Everybody needs money. Yeah, yes. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, because we were short in our um, grant money, yes. um, we probably are 30000 um, short of what we need and yeah. we, we still owe trades and we've promised everyone we'd pay them but honestly uh, people have been so generous yeah. we've had at least forty thousand dollars worth of donations wow. in Port Macquarie yeah um, from different companies and donating things from windows to steel to wow. kitchens and the trade people you know the electricians and plumbers and whatever all donating their time and giving us lots of money off you know like some bills fifteen thousand off the bill. Wow! Yeah, um, that's amazing. So it is amazing, and yeah. we're so grateful for that. But um, we still have to pay the plumber uh, ten thousand, and we yeah. still owe the electrician <laughs> probably at least ten or fifteen, and we owe the concreter still money. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we just have to keep raising money and yeah. working. You know, we do Bunnings barbecues and yeah. we do yeah. stalls and Christmas wrapping and every opportunity we can to make money. We try yeah. and make yeah. money. So we just, you know, if anyone wants to donate to us, we're happy to take donations. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I think it's, it's worth saying that listening to the show, there will be companies who you know, have some spare cash, who, who uh, can do a tax don, uh, yes, deductible donation for sure. to, to Women's Shed. And if you think about the value for women in terms of their self-confidence, their ability to do things for themselves, you know, and even just getting together to crochet or, you know, do life together, the value from the community point of view is huge. Yes. And so if you're community-minded, this is certainly something you should consider um Talking to these guys about, we'll get contact details shortly. But but also, um, is there an opportunity for people to sponsor um, well, Women's Shed, like with a signage or whatever that looks like? Uh, look, at the moment, we, we did negotiate with the club early on yeah. to say that if anyone did put a sign up, that they would put a sign up on the bowling green as well. Oh, okay. And well, pay that's the a, club money as yeah, well. Yeah. So... Um, because the club is a community club too. Sure, sure. Um, but at the moment we we have to discuss whether we want to go down the line of sponsorship yeah. with one particular company or whatever. Uh, um, yeah. Well, so we haven't discussed that really. Yeah, until yeah. Keep your options open is my yes, advice to you. <laughs> yes, keep our options open. To, yeah. yeah, because, you know, you just never know who's going to be listening to this and they'll say, you know what, I really see the value yes. uh, of doing that. Well, right? one thing that we did discuss with everybody, so anyone that's donated to us, um, we're doing a mural wall. And oh, right. So everyone who gave it, you know, as I said, we've got steel and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're doing tiles and a mural wall with the tiles with their logo. Oh, nice. And that oh. will be on the wall, you know. Yeah, forever. For at least 15 years we've got, you know, yeah. Yeah, ongoing yeah. Um, for everyone to see who helped us get to where oh, we Oh, that's got, great. You know, that's great. I mean, that is end. incentive for people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But well, I mean, it's well, only a small tile, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah. The, the one thing I want to move to is what I just said before is the value of women shared to women. Yes. Talk about how it's impacted your life. Talk about the value you've seen in other people through being involved with women shared. Right. Well, for me, especially when after I joined, I was really wanting mainly about the and I and because of moving from Sydney, yeah. no friends. I think when you get into your sixties and your children yeah. have grown up. You've yeah. got no kids going to school. It's very hard to make new friends. It's true. And it's you true. leave your long-term friends behind. Yeah. So one of the reasons... Although you've brought most of them with you from what you <laughs> <Yeah>. said earlier. <laughs> Bought the family. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And your neighbours and yes, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we, it ended up... Um, after my mum died, I really yeah. was desperate for, you know, some to meet new people yes. and to, you know, yeah. form friendships. And so I, you know, made us especially at that time, made an effort to sort of start, you know, attending the lunches and doing yeah, things so yeah. I could meet people. Um, it did save save me, I think, as well. Mm. It's given me a purpose. Yeah. But I think there's so many people who are isolated and lonely in the regional yes. areas, I guess, yeah. everywhere. But, you know, yeah. I've noticed it more here than ever in Sydney. Oh, wow. Um, people who are, you know, uh, in a dysfunctional family or... Yeah. They've outlived their children, or you know yeah. something's happening, and someone's not talking to somebody. Or yeah, and there's a lot of ladies who, you know, like you said, like you've done, even move from Sydney, where you have that circle of community, yes. come up to Port Macquarie, and where do you go? That's right. You, know, you don't go to the pub to meet people anymore. You yeah. Know, you, how do you do it? That's you right. Yeah. It's almost. And I guess if you're involved in a church, you have that by default. Mm. But if you don't have that experience in your life. 
how do you do it? And, and women's shed is ideal yes. for that. And look, what we say to people as well is we do social lunches once a month Yeah, and we do coffee sometimes. Um, so we say come and have lunch with us or come to a workshop and yeah. just have a look at us, have a chat, and yeah. if you think you're fit, you know, you can join or come along to something yeah. and just see how you feel. Uh, everyone's really friendly. Yeah. Um, and look, as when you were discussing, like I'm not really a crochet person or anything, but yeah. people come even to a, a workshop. You don't have to participate. You can yeah. still just sit there and have a chat and have a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. And just sit there for the evening. You yes, know? yes. Um, so before we were very limited. Because at least you're having company, right? That's right. And before we were so limited to we were only renting the Lions Club for four yeah. functions a month. Ah, And oh, okay. so now it's going to change our whole world yeah, um, in yeah. the club, you know, that we can open seven days, as you well, said. Well, you think you're busy now. What are you going to be like when it gets to seven That's days right. a week? And we need to work out the workshops, what we'll yeah, be running, how yeah. much they cost wow. and what we'll be doing. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got to do inductions and how to use the equipment. So there's lots for and us to do. I guess there's like things like work. Work safety, work yes. health and safety issues. Yes, in terms of working with Liz and all that sort of stuff That's that right. you need to put in place. Yes, yeah. yes, we wow, do. Wow, that's huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of lot to get finished, and we're not finished the actual shed yet. Yeah, yeah. And um, as I did mention to you off air before, we are. I'm so proud that the fact is that, as far as we know, um, we're the first purpose-built women's shed in Australia. I so think that's fantastic. It is fantastic. And it's right here in Port Macquarie. It is. Right beside the airport. That's right. So people can fly in from wherever <laughs> and yes. go to a women's shed. How that's, cool is that? Good. Yeah. Yeah. And they're scattered all around the country now. There's more yeah. and more, yeah. you know, Queens, like everywhere, every state. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's Is really there an good. association of women's sheds? There is. Yes. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. So... Yeah. Uh, I think it's Women's Shed Australia or something oh, like right, that. Oh, okay. yeah. ah, right, okay. Oh, right. I think the branch at Coolum runs it. Oh, uh, right, Queensland. okay. Yeah. yeah. But so, yes, that's how I know we're the only one. People have sort of built next to in sheds that already exist, but, uh, you know, things uh, like that or purpose put a container. Shed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Wow, I think it's very exciting. It is When do you think, if it all goes well, when do you think your opening day will be? Because well, I would I like to get an invitation. Would you? Well, yeah. I'm hoping in March. Um, March. Oh, great. Yeah, hopefully yeah. March we can have everything sorted. And wow. We're actually, we're, all we've got to do now, but every all the trades are on holidays, of course, yeah, so of we course. can't finish the trading. Yes. So yeah. we've got to paint, we've got to grout the tiles and finish some yeah. more stuff in the bathrooms and the plumber has to finish yeah. off bits and pieces and the electrician. So once all that's done... Uh, we have to get inspection, another yeah. our last inspection uh, yeah, from the council, yeah. and then we'll be able to move, move in. Move We've got to do in. some gardening. We also need a rail and things, safety rail outside and uh, bits and pieces. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and once we do all that, we'll be ready to go. Fantastic. It really is exciting. It I really is. love what you're doing. Yeah. We're talking with Jenny Tai, who's... Um, who's the president of Port Macquarie Women's Shed. It's been great having you with us today. Thank you. It's been lovely. And just on the final note, businesses that are in port uh, or individuals who can see the value of Women's Shed, can I encourage you to reach out to these guys? And finally, uh, contact uh, details. Okay, so if they want to contact us on the email, so it's Port Macquarie Women's Shed with two S's at gmail.com. That's okay. our Gmail. That's, oh, that's our great. email. Yep. That's great. I mean, that's all people need. Yep. So say it again. Port Macquarie Women's Shed 
at gmail.com. With two S's. Yes. Okay. Jenny, it's been great <laughs> you being with us. Thanks Thank so you much. Thank you very for your much time. for having me. My pleasure. You have been listening to the podcast of Delving with Des.